Welcome to the Grace Hill Church Podcast. Our vision is to become a community of grace and peace for the good of our city and the fame of Jesus. Every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m., we gather together at the Malco Theater in Collierville, Tennessee, to be encouraged and strengthened in our faith by worshiping God through music, scripture, and a message for our lives. So if you're looking for a church home where you can feel loved and accepted as part of God's family, then come and join us at Grace Hill Church. You can visit our website at gracehill901.com for more information about our services and what we have planned for the upcoming weeks. We look forward to connecting with you. Now here's this week's message. Well, good morning. Um, My name is Kelly, like Jason said, and I am the Director of Discipleship here at Grace Hill. We have had a great uh, last semester with discipleship. We've had a community group that's been meeting continuously now who um, I heard um, just wonderful stories from their last meeting of just, um, that was uh, not their last meeting forever, but breaking for the summer, just um, how how they're going to miss that time and how they've just so grown to um, connect with each other and love on each other and how it's been such an incredible experience for them. And then we've had a couple of classes that have been meeting um, and that have been uh, really formative, I think, for the people who've been able to go through those. And then we've had a couple of just connection opportunities, just uh, share a meal um, with the ladies, share a meal with, with the men together, and just have some community and time to talk with each other. And so we're looking forward to um, the next semester and the fall of some of those offerings. And of course, we'll have some connecting opportunities as well this summer that we're excited about. Well, I'm excited to be speaking with you today. Um, it's always this double-edged short sword where I get Mother's Day, I feel like, where it's that whole thing of, um, is it fair that I get Mother's Day and I put in a lot of work to speak and be nervous and, do, and spend my whole weekend thinking on this? I, I don't know, but, but still, that's, uh, that's what I get. <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited to dive into God's Word and um, as, we, as we look together um, at motherhood, um, I pray that um, no matter if you're a man or woman or where you are in life, that we'll be able to, to really get something from it. So I'm a big Taylor Swift fan huge Taylor Swift fan. Um, I got to go with my three girls this past weekend to see Taylor Swift in concert, and it was incredible. It was three and a half hours of everybody singing at their top of their lungs um, all together. I mean, it was such a good time. And so I thought that it would be fitting to start my message off with um, a lyric from one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs, which is called Out of the Woods. And it goes like this. It says, the rest of the world was in black and white, but we were in screaming color. So when I think about that statement, I thought there's some of those things that can really apply to motherhood in that. So Emma, my oldest, graduated on Friday, which seems insane because I'm still 28. And so I don't, I don't even know how that all worked together, but somehow we're here and she graduated. Um, and so we've gone through a lot of last with her. We've had a last theater banquet, last play, last choir concert. We've just had a lot of last this, this past month. And so it's funny how there's so much black and white when it comes to motherhood. There's so much of the mundane that you feel like that you're in when you're in motherhood. But it's interesting how that begins to fade away and all that you really start to think about are just the colorful, vivid memories of these last 18 years. I mean, I can just, I have just the perfect picture in my head of when she was just a couple of months born and it's just me and her at home and I held her constantly, not because she was a bad baby, but I couldn't let that little thing go. I just wanted to hold her all the time. 
And then I can remember her starting her her kindergarten year with her curly hair and her side pony and her little uniform. And she's got her matching backpack and, and a lunchbox and her backpack is, you know, half as big, you know, takes up half of her body. And she's just got this big smile and she's grinning ear to ear. And I see her, you know, at eight or nine um, on all of our Disney trips, she's my kid that like, when she commits to something, she commits and she brings all the energy and you know, she dressed herself in the morning head to toe Disney, like it just threw up on her. And she's got, she's got her Mickey ears and she doesn't pick any kind of Mickey ears. She picks like the most ostentatious kind of Mickey ears you can find. And she's just grinning and she's so happy. And she just believes in all the magic that's around her. And I just see all those bright, colorful, vivid memories. And I forget about a lot of the mundane. I forget about the black and white. I forget about those Routines. I forget about the preschool years where it felt like I was living every day, just it was Groundhog's Day over and over again, change the diapers, feed, da da da, just do it all over and over again. And it really is true that the days are long, but the years are short. It's so true in that. But motherhood really is full of color and it's full of life and it's full of joy and it's one of the greatest adventures. And so this morning, we're gonna look at God's word and we're gonna see what God's word says about motherhood, about faith and about following Jesus. So we're in our series, Encountering Jesus. And I thought that looking today on Mother's Day at one of um, the most important people that encountered Jesus, I thought we would look at Mary, Nobody quite had the relationship with Jesus or encountered him much like his earthly mother did. And so just to kind of get us to where we are in scripture, I'm just going to recap just a little bit. Um, Mary, who is a virgin, has been, um, she has been visited by an angel and told that she is going to have a baby and he's going to be the savior of the world. And from that, she goes and she visits her cousin, who is very much uh, up in years, And she visits her and finds out that she is, in fact, pregnant in her old age. And so a lot of incredible things happening around Mary. And so from this is where we come to in Scripture. And so I would love for you to open your Bibles with me to Luke 1, 46 through 55 is where we're going to look this morning. And if you could... I'd love for you to stand for the reading of God's word. By the way, Jason told me that was a non-negotiable, that you must stand. Um, That's what we do here. And he said, so don't you forget that. And I said, okay, yes, sir. Um, So we're in uh, Luke 1, 46. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. You can have a seat. Thank you. 
So this passage, it's known as the Magnificat, which means to magnify. And so here we find Mary who is magnifying the Lord. It's a powerful declaration from Mary of praise and of of worship from a young woman who has just received a remarkable message from an angel. And she knows that this is an incredibly, just an incredible honor and a very weighty responsibility. And yet Mary, we see through her response that she is responding with such faith and with such courage that she didn't fully understand what was gonna lie ahead of her, but that she was gonna trust in God's goodness and his grace no matter what. And so Mary's song is evidence that when someone encounters Jesus, everything changes in their lives. Everything changes in our lives when we encounter Jesus. And so we're gonna look at three ways that that impacted Mary's life. And in the first way is this, is that Mary embraced the courage to say yes to God when she encountered Jesus. Mary embraced the courage to say yes to God when she encountered Jesus. Mary's story and her song really stands as a reminder that when God calls us to a task, that he's gonna equip us with the means to carry out that task. And so we may not always feel ready, we may not always feel capable in it, but that we can trust that God is gonna provide what we need when we need it for us. And on mothers, we often face um, difficult challenges and a lot of uncertainties that there are in motherhood. And we wonder a lot of times, you know, am I doing the right things? Am I making the right decisions? Am I measuring up to everyone's expectations of me? But we know this, that when we know God, We know that we are favored by God and that we are chosen and that we are loved and that he will equip us for every good work that we are to do and that he has a plan for our life and he's got a plan for our family. And so we can't be afraid to say yes to his call when he, um, even if it seems daunting or it just seems like impossible for us. There's a historical um, example of a woman who showed great, great courage. And that's of the life of um, Corey Ten Boom. If you have not read The Hiding Place, if you've not read her memoir, it is one of the best books I've ever read. And so you need to put that on your summer reading list um, as you're sitting by the pool. Um, But the story of Corey Ten Boom is just incredible. She's just what would seem just an unassuming woman, a Dutch Christian, um, a mother. And she, though, helped so many Jews Um, escape the Nazis during World War II. She helped to hide so many of them in her home and helped to get them to escape. And so despite the risk and despite the danger that she faced, she she showed courage and compassion and need and she kept on and because she just trusted that God is gonna do what he said he was gonna do and that he's gonna protect her ultimately. I love what it says in Psalm 27.1. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? The psalmist here recognizes that if the Lord is on our side, then we have nothing to be afraid of, and we have the boldness already in us to be able to say yes to God. And Mary had the incredible courage to say yes to God when he called on her. And then secondly in here, Um, we see through Mary's song, um, the evidence that when someone encounters Jesus, everything changes. We see secondly, that Mary worshiped God in the midst of uncertainty when she encountered Jesus. Mary's song is this beautiful expression of worship 
and gratitude to God. She's acknowledging that he is the complete source of all blessing and honor, and she rejoices in all of his mercy and all of his faithfulness. But I do think it's worth noting that Mary was not in a situation of ease at all. It was not a situation of comfort. She was facing the reality of an unexpected pregnancy. She was really in what could have been a very dangerous situation. And she just, there was the possibility of judgment, of criticism, and even of death, possibly. And so yet, she chose to focus on God's goodness and on his grace and power rather than on her own fears and doubts. Moms, grandmothers, and even, you know, moms or people who long to be moms, women who long to be moms, it's life is full of uncertainty. And just think back over some of those decisions, the big decisions you've made in your life and and things that you've gone through. Um, Maybe it's been the process of, of trying to conceive and the uncertainty that comes from that. Maybe it's the process of just trying to parent your child um, and, and figure out where, what do I need to do for my child developmentally? How do I invest in my child spiritually? Maybe you've got a child like we do who is moving on to adulthood and you're trying to figure out how do I parent a child in this next phase of life? How does that all work together? Life is full of uncertainty. How do you handle that uncertainty? I know for me, sometimes I don't handle it very well. I I tend to sometimes want to handle uncertainty by death gripping myself onto something and trying to control everything as much as I can. That's just the way that I try to cope with it. But what Mary did is Mary chose to worship God in the midst of her uncertainty. She chose to lean and to trust trust in him. And so what she does, what we can see from her is that she's facing what she's facing and that she chooses a life and a posture of worship, then we can too take that same posture. We encounter Jesus every time we come in to worship. When I'm being healthy, um, when handling my anxiety and my stress and uncertainty, I love to worship and I love to listen to worship music and blast that in my ears. One of the things that I love to do is that when I am um, stressed or when I'm dealing with a situation, I love to go for a trail run. It's something about just being out in nature, just surrounded by all the incredible things that God's made and the beauty of that. And when I have just music blasting in my ear, worship music, I just, I love to run, love to run and just uh, run with worship music and the beauty of nature. And there's been several times um, we've been dealing with um, a child and um, we've had a, a diagnosis and we've been trying to work with her over the last several months and it's been really frustrating. But there's so many times that I, for me, that when I go and I'm able to just take that trail run, that I'm able to have the truth of who God is and of his goodness and what he's done for me. And when that's in my ears, when I'm, when I'm hearing those songs, it makes a difference in my life. It makes a difference in my attitude. It's kind of that exhale that I need to go back in and face the next thing. And as mothers, we definitely are all facing uncertainty. We worry about our children's health. We worry about their safety. We worry about their future. We struggle with our own doubts and our own anxiety. Um, within ourselves. 
But Mary chose to worship in the midst of her circumstances. And so we can take all of our our fears, our hopes, our dreams, and we can give that to a good God who will do good things with those, that he will take care of those for us. I love what the Apostle Paul says. He says, rejoice always, pray without seizing, seizing, and give thanks in all things. In the Magnificat, um, Mary eight times says he has. Eight times she says he has, and she is recounting all the things that he has done. And so that we can learn from Mary that in those uncertain times, those are the things that we can lean on, that we can remember all the good things that God has done for us in our lives. There was a quote as I was doing research um, for this message. There was a quote I came um, by, by uh, Charles Spurgeon, and it just was like a gut punch to me. And it says, brothers, there are some of you who cannot sing over a mercy when it is born, but here is a woman who sings over an unborn mercy. How many times for us can we get so caught in our own anxiety and our own stuff that when something good happens, we can't even stop to appreciate the goodness around us? And yet here is a woman who is yet to see um, this, this promise come to fruition and she blesses God and she sings um, out to him and praises him for what he's done in her life. And then the third point is this that we find when Mary encountered Jesus is that Mary had faith that God would do what he said he would do. I love that after um, the birth of Jesus, it says that, and Mary treasured all these things in her heart. Can you imagine that when Mary looked back in her life over all the incredible things that came from the life of Jesus? I mean, can you imagine her thinking back to the shepherds and the excitement of of them sharing the good news about his birth, the wise men coming, them fleeing to safety in Egypt, her having to go back to the temple to retrieve Jesus as she sees him as a boy um, teaching in the temple, And then all just the miracles and the ministry of his adulthood life. And then can you only imagine what she thought on that resurrection Sunday morning? That all the things that God said had come true. That he had kept his promises to her. And so Mary's song is really a powerful reminder that God has a special place in his heart for women. He really does. He put us in the story of of Jesus and his birth and the incredible um, honor that he has bestowed on us in that. And mother, it's really important, you know, for us on Mother's Day to remember that really it is, motherhood is a high calling and it's not just a job or a role. But I think there's something important to remember um, for anyone who may be struggling to be a mother, you may be an empty nester and you feel like you don't have someone to currently mother right now, that um, God has really gifted women so uniquely in the way that he has wired us and that the ability for all of us to be spiritual mothers never goes away, that there is always the ability for us to pour into somebody or to be poured into. And that's such a gift that our gift doesn't just stop with our children, that our gift is to be shared to all of those around us. Some of the most impactful things in my life who have come from other women who have said some of the most 
sometimes hard things and some of the most wonderful things to me. And those are the things that I've clung on to. And being a mother, it's not easy. It's demanding. Um, It's a sometimes thankless job. I think my thing that I'm saying right now to my teenagers all the time is, and this is the part where you say, thank you, mom. Like, because I just decided I'm just going to call it out now every single time. Um, But (laughs) but it, it definitely is exhausting. Um, and that's why we've got to look to God for all the strength and the support that we can find when it comes to motherhood. And so now there's three practical ways that we can apply the truth of Mary's song to our lives today. There's three practical ways that we can, we can go from here and apply that truth to our lives. And the first one is this, is that we've, we need to worship God in every circumstance. We talked about how Mary's song is a song of worship but it shows us that we can worship God in every circumstance, in every season, no matter what. No matter how difficult or how uncertain. She was facing an unexpected and dangerous situation, and still she chose to praise God. Mary says in verse 47, My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. That means that Mary was already believing God for what he was going to do. She says she rejoices in God my Savior. She knew that she needed a Savior and that he was coming through her. And it's an incredible testimony of just, um, of just how she believed God for what he was gonna do. Worship has to be a daily habit in our life. We have to start our, our day with prayer. We've gotta start our day with praise. We've got to take God's word and we've got to absorb it into our life. And, and, and we've got to make that, we've got to saturate our heart with God's words and with his promises. And it's okay to, uh, you know, we had the family, uh, celebrate, uh, family baptism celebration service. And one of the things that we wanted so badly to do was at the, at the end of the service, um, you know, it talks about um, in the story of the younger son, when he came back that, that, you know, they threw a party. And that was something that we wanted to do after the baptism because it was something that was worth celebrating. Let's throw a party. Let's sing, let's dance, let's have a good time because this is a joyful occasion. So it's okay for us to sing, to dance and have the joy in our hearts, even in the midst of tears and struggles. We have to make worship, a lifestyle that marinates every part of our life. We can't wait for it just to become a Sunday event that we check into for for 20 minutes on a Sunday. It's got to be every part of our life. And so the second way that we can um, practically apply the truth of Mary's songs to our life is that we can embrace our calling as a mother. Mary's song, it's a song of joy, but it's also a song of surrender. It's a surrender to God's plan. It shows that we, that, that we can embrace our calling as a mother with humility, with obedience and trust. Mary didn't resent God's plan. She chose to submit and put her faith and trust in him. And we need to do the same with our calling as mothers. We need to submit with that same humility and obedience. Mary's mindset was that of a humble servant. Verse 48 says this, scripture says, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. You know, our, our kids are not just our possessions. They're not just our projects to have, but, but they're, they're our blessings that we've got to love and protect and we've got to mold them into the image of God, not into our own image, but the image that God wants them to have. And part of our calling as mothers is to also present a picture of Jesus to them and help to make a disciple of him. We're called to share the love and the truth of Jesus and show 
him, the, Jesus's character and his values and model with that and model them and teach them those. And we're to embrace our um, calling with joy and gratitude. And we've got to surrender our dreams and our plans. And sometimes that's really hard because sometimes we want our kids to do the things the way that we want them to do. And we want, they, we think that we know a better future for our kids. And that's one of the things that God is reminding me every day that he's got the perfect plan. We've got the perfect plan for my kids. Um, and then lastly, the last practical way that we can apply the truth of Mary's song to our lives today is that we, can, we need to be able to connect with other mothers. Mary mentions in her song about God and what he's done for the generations and for Israel. Motherhood and encountering Jesus, this was not just about Mary's experience. She recognized that this is about everyone that we that that she was she's that that what God has done um, is important in the life of, of everyone that that was there. Mary's song is a song of it's a song of community, and it shows us that we need to connect with others. We need to connect with other women for encouragement, for support, for accountability. You know, Mary went to visit Elizabeth and her and her relative and fellow mother, and they shared their joys and their struggles together, and they celebrated God's goodness together. And so as mothers, we've got to connect with other women who can pour into us and help us on this journey that we're on. It's so important for us. We need to connect with other mothers who don't think the same way as us, that we need to... Um, we need to be challenged in that way. Iron sharpens iron, and there's that that part that um, is, is rubs that is that resists each other. And so sometimes it's good for us to to take other people's experiences and learn from them, and take other people's opinions and learn from them as we take our journey. Just like Mary, we are we are favored by God. We are sisters in Christ on this journey. And we are favored by God and he has a plan for our lives, a good plan, better than we can ever imagine. It's amazing how that works, how God always seems to outdo whatever thing I think I knew was better for everything. And so we just have to be able to trust him, to step out in faith and be able to go on that journey with him. So let's pray together. Father, we love you and we just, um, we thank you for the gift of motherhood. And God, I thank you for all these women who are on all these different journeys from the women who are, um, God, that are just longing for a child. God, I just, I pray for them. I, I ask that, God, that, that, um, that you be with them and that um, your compassion and that your love surrounds them. And God, I know that it's hard for the moms that are in this preschool phase of life right now where it seems like every day is just the same day and you just, you're just wondering where's, that, where's the fruit gonna come? Where's, what's gonna change? When is the day gonna be different? And God, I pray for those of us who are, who are in the throes of, of teenage parenting um, where you're sitting in your car all the time, driving them around. God, I pray that the, that time is fruitful of conversations and um, God, I, I pray for the patience there. And then I pray for everyone who's dealing with just having adult children and learning where is your place in all of that and how do we, how do we navigate 
parenting into adulthood. God, I, I thank you for how much you favor and esteem women, that you've given us such an incredible gifting, um, not even just the gift of motherhood, but God, um, the, the gifting of, of being spiritual mothers to people. And I thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.